With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The beat goes on. The beat goes on. Keep pounding a rhythm to the brain la da 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 dee la da 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 Charleston was once the rage of Well, 
good afternoon, everybody. And I'd like to welcome you all to a little place and a little thing and a little experience, I guess we could call it. And we call it a cup of joe. And um, I know that's sort of a... Oh, I'm supposed to hit this button. Sorry. I am a little shorthanded today. Three, two, one, and we are live on the Facebook stream. All right. This is what we call a cup of joe. This is a podcast, a radio show, um, open line, open mic, uh, forum, discussion, uh, sounding board, bully pulpit. It is a place for... Anybody who is a warrior, a freedom warrior, a liberty-minded individual, anybody who believes in our personal rights bestowed upon us by our Creator, however you see that be, that are worth fighting for. And not not only, but certainly including the right to possess, cultivate, um, port, make things out of, sell, barter, give away, whatever you want to with a plant, with any plant, for God's sake, but especially with the cannabis plant, a plant that nobody yet has been able to prove is harmful or dangerous in any way. We have, and I and I am really struggling to keep from being repetitive. Um, I know when you feel passionate about something, you want to keep saying it, and you want to say it in different ways. I I mentioned before about a guy named Patch Adams, and not the movie, but the real guy. And um, I listened to him one time, and this will be repetitive, but only if you've listened to probably every show. I might have said it once or twice. Um, But anyway, this guy is a public speaker and a philanthropist and just an amazing guy. And if you have an opportunity, look him up. Listen to some of his his speeches. And he he speaks about social injustices and disparities. Um, And what he says is that anybody who cares, anybody who has a heart, anybody who has a soul that, that is touched by the human experience finds a need inside themselves to find the language to reach all the different kind of people and to speak their language so that you can educate them or in, inspire them to see the need to fix these injustices. And if you've ever been outside of your probably your house or your room or wherever it is that is your safe place, you've probably experienced social injustices. If you've ever been arrested for the mere act of possessing, cultivating, transporting, selling, buying, traded, making stuff out of a plant, you will certainly know what this is all about. And I have four or five times I've been arrested for pot. I've fought major legal battles, total of 27 felonies, and because I stood tall and fought, I ultimately won. I paid a huge price, spent time in jail, I spent time in, I don't know, hundreds of appearances in court, was tried and convicted by a jury. You want to feel 
the shittiest feel in the feeling in the world. And I and I tell people all the time, you know, if I had feelings, I might care about this. And I clearly am joking because if you didn't have feelings, you wouldn't have any reason to be doing a show like this or being part of an organization like this, like the Human Solution International. Um, I'm going to take one step back. I've got some people signing on the, the Facebook Live. I want to say hey to everybody. Uh, if you want to call in, and I want you to call in because I don't have any major guests on the line or even scheduled, but we got a lot of updates and a lot of folks calling in. Pick up the phone and dial 646-929-2495. That's 646-929-2495. There you go, Glenn. Thank you very much. It's good to have a team out here. I got I got uh, uh, Lisa's having a family emergency, so I don't have my backup. We have one live stream going right now, and I'm not sharing it at all. So the only people that are going to see it are the people that get uh, that that are able to share it. So if you can, if you're watching this stream, I appreciate you being here. Um, I can't really talk, do this show, and talk to you. Separately, so I'm I'm a little um, feeble-minded that way. I'm pretty good at multitasking, but I can't uh, say one thing and do something else. It's just I don't know. I don't have the brain power. But um, definitely, if you're watching this show, if you like this show, if you want to be a part of this show, if you want others to see what the show is all about, share it. Get it around there. Let people know that it's happening. I don't think. Um, it was even advertised this week. I created the show uh, a few hours ago, so I know nobody nobody did the legwork on it this week. But you know what? Sometimes these are the most magical shows. The blessing is I have my voice. <laughs> Hopefully I'll keep it. The last three, four weeks I've been struggling with it, but it seems to be strong today. And as you all know, I am not afraid to use it. Um, so anyways, where we were, we were talking about liberty and fighting. So at the end of the day... As I, was, as I was saying, I've, I've been through it myself. I know what this is all about. When I was fighting my case for six years in a row, imagine doing something, anything, for six years in a row and standing tight, holding your ground and not giving up, not letting up, and actually ultimately being victorious. There's something about that. You get some, some chops out of it. You, you get a point of reference that's a little different from, from you know, the, the – armchair warriors out there. Um, it gives you a different empathy. When somebody calls this show and wants to talk about their case, I have a feeling I've been them. I know what it's like. I, 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 I know what it is like to be persecuted for something that shouldn't be a crime, that isn't a crime. And so every time one of these people stand up and say, you know what, I have a case, and I'm willing to stand up and fight, I say, come aboard. But the thing is, and this is something that I've learned along the route, helping people is an art, and it's not as simple as you would think. You would think the more you give, the better you do, right? You would think if I just um, give blindly and give plentifully and, and do whatever anybody asks, I will accomplish more. But the truth is, it doesn't work that way. Um, there's, there's a, I don't know, probably a sarcastic adage that says, no good deed goes unpunished. And clearly that's not entirely um, literally true, 
But I have found that in many cases, myself and the organization, the more that we've given freely, and I mean what I mean by freely is without a an exchange of energy, by saying, you need help here, let me just help you. Let me do this for you. Here, I got this. All you got to do is live, and I will carry the ball. All that happens typically is you end up not only getting taken for granted, but you end up being um, uh, rejected. You end up being uh, scorned in some way. And I think what happens is, is when you try to help somebody more than they're helping themselves, you rob them of their free will. A lot of times, people instinctively will say, I want to fight. I, want, I, I, I don't feel like I did wrong. And yet, the truth is, fighting is a lot of work. Fighting is very difficult. Fighting is, is, requires a, an intestinal fortitude that, frankly, most people don't have. Most people, frankly, just don't want to deal with it. They don't want to go to jail. They don't want to put themselves at risk. They don't want to risk their families. They don't want to risk their property. They don't want to risk anything. And that's just human nature. And that's not, I don't fault that. I don't consider myself superior for being different from that. But what I do know is this. If you study history, and if you study the history of civil rights, and if you study the individuals, the acts, the groups of people that have truly gained ground for the civil rights movement, there was always a risk at play. There was always a sacrifice at play. There was always a lot of hard work. There was always scandal involved. There was always people getting beat the hell up over it. And frankly, that's the price you have to pay. It's a worthy price, though. If we look back, in history and to see where we came from and where we are now, we have, as, as, as screwed up as it still is, don't get me wrong, we have more rights today than we have had in, in you know, the last 10,000 years, 50,000, 100,000 years. Um, unless you're very rich, of course, then you have the same rights as you've always had. But those of us that are, are, are working folks, those of us that, that have to uh, earn a living, those of us that uh, are not born into royalty, uh, we're all standing better today than we were in years past. We have a long way to go. I, I wholeheartedly believe, and, and I don't believe, I know, and I believe there's a difference between believing and knowing. So I'll tell you this, I know that we are all created equal, every single last one of us. And whether we choose to uh, own that, right, whether we choose to embrace it, whether we choose to be equal or not, frankly, it's up to us as much as, as, as to society. There are many, many people who live in a world where they're not judged as being equals, and yet they don't, they don't fall for that crap, and they stand tall as they are equal. And those are the people that we're looking for. Those are the people that, that are what I consider to be the Human Solution International. So uh, we're going to talk about the Human Solution International today. I have this sort of um, rule of the show. Uh, everybody who wants to come on and speak, you'll get a chance. 
Um, right now on the line we have uh, Glenn Keeling, and I, I want to hear what's going on with Glenn. Uh, we have Creed on the line, and Creed's got a uh, petition that he's been calling in the last few weeks to talk about. Uh, looks like we've got some defendants from Ohio. I definitely want to bring them. We've got Ian Overton, um, and so uh, uh, we're going to start there. But I want to let everybody know that if I don't have guests or people that want to talk, I'm going to talk about the human solution. I'm going to talk about the work we do. I'm going to talk about the the effort that a bunch of amazing volunteers have put forth to create a world where no one is in jail for a plant. And unfortunately today, I see Dee Dee Kirkwood, my uh, beloved friend. Um, uh, there are people out there that care so much about that concept, about the idea that there are people today currently locked up for this plant, and they're moved by that so much so that they do what they can on a daily basis to make that not so. And um, I'm going to talk a little bit about Dee Dee Kirkwood and the work that she does and, and is doing. We're going to talk about Craig Cecil. We're going to talk to Craig Cecil. Um, I, I, I missed an opportunity to meet Craig's daughter and uh, and her uh, fiancé who were in town, but I was stuck doing chores and was unable to go um, up to Camarillo to, to visit, but um, they did some interviews and whatnot and apparently got some good uh, good FaceTime in with some good folks. So I do uh, look forward to hearing more about that, but I'm going to be able to talk to Craig about that. Uh, we're going to talk to some folks in Ohio next. I want to throw a couple of points out. Uh, this show is about the truth. I talk about a rich, bold brew. Sometimes it's a bitter brew. Sometimes it's blonde and sweet and tasty. Um, but most of the time, when your conversation is based solely on the truth, there will be some darkness to it. There will be some 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 edges that could cut you. And I frankly deplore this world of political correctness but not so much so as to step on it for stepping on its sake. If I'm politically incorrect, it's not just to be politically incorrect. If I'm politically incorrect, it is to bring a point that might not be in vogue or might not be okay to talk about, but it might be true, it might be real, it might be something that is important to talk about. And so I'm certainly not going to let the correctness du jour get in our way. However, that being said, again, I'm not here to just purposely stomp on the snowflakes. Um, snow is water. We need water. We're all made of it, so it's all good. Hydrogen and oxygen we can't live without, even if they're in a fragile state. So i got a couple of points that I want to bring up. Um, Bill Cosby was convicted of some pretty heinous crap. Uh, he was a golden child. He was protected. He was rich. And yet enough people stood up against him, long enough against him, um, and, and, and held their ground to where he was finally convicted. But my point isn't that. My point is that the prosecutors in this case adapted, and they changed their tact to where they were victorious. 
And that's something that prosecutors do. It's their job. They get paid to do this. They're supposed to get paid to execute justice, to bring about cases that are righteous. They're supposed to prosecute vigorously against those that deserve it. They're supposed to do the right thing to people that don't deserve it. We all know that's not the case. We all know that that is a, um, it's a game. It's a game. The game is to win. If you've ever spent time in court, which many of us have, these prosecutors are here to win. So the truth is, the truth is these prosecutors don't move forward on a case that they don't think they're going to win. And that's where we come in. Okay? We apparently, as a whole, are either not that bright or not that motivated because typically we as a whole don't do what it takes to knock them over. We don't learn from our victories. We repeat the same mistakes over and over and again, and they just shoot us like fish in a barrel, one after another. Why do you think they still prosecute cannabis cases? Why? Because they win them. That's all. Plain and simple. If they stopped winning them, they would stop prosecuting them. We just got another got our asses whooped in Colorado a couple of weeks back. Got our asses whooped. We walked away, gave up. These are righteous people. But they didn't stand. They fell. And then you have people that stand up in a circus <laughs> And they don't ask for the help of those who know how to stand in tall. They go and make a spectacle of themselves, and they stand up against the judge on their own. And they are righteous, too. They don't belong there, but they're serving prison terms. And I've seen it happen over and over again. Why don't we learn from, what we've, from the victories we've had? Why don't we learn that when we're righteous, we stand up and we fight the case and we don't blink and when we see somebody doing that, we stand with them. And those that are righteous, ask for your community support. Be there. Be part of a group that will help you. Why don't we do that more? I don't know. I don't know. probably has to do with egos. probably has to do with fear. It probably has to do with um, insecurity. Um, some combination of those things. I don't know. I don't know. But I know this. When we do, and when we learn, and when we stand together, and when we support each other, and when we stand up, and when we stand tall, we win every single time. Without fail, when enough of us stand together, we don't lose. Just saying. Why don't we look at our actions? Why don't we look at the facts of our history? Why don't we go back and rewind and revisit some of the cases that we've successfully beaten and take them apart and study them. That's what the prosecutors do. They spend their time doing that over and over again. They repeat the things that work, and they toss out the things that don't. Just saying, we could learn from our prosecutors. We could learn from it. The next thing I want to bring up, and I, I've, I've had these comments I just never got to the last couple of weeks, so... Um, we had a couple of weeks back yet another rental van. A rental van that was taken by 
a psychopath and deliberately driven into people and killed them, many of them, not just one or two, but a bunch, horribly maimed and hurt, brutally, the most brutal act I can think of. And yet nobody is calling for rental van reform. Nobody is saying, why aren't we regulating rental vans? Why aren't we taking away those rights? Why aren't we doing it? I don't know. Why not? Why not? Why don't we start checking the numbers on how many people die from rental vans every year? Can you do something about it? Of course not. I'm being sarcastic. But we spend a lot of time harping about things that maybe really don't can't accomplish what we set out to. Why don't maybe we focus on what we can accomplish? Why don't we set a plan? Why don't we stand together, put our egos aside, lock arms, and start working together and making some change? We have the numbers. We have good people. We can do this. I'm just saying. All right, let's get going. We're going to go to Ohio. Um, we have a case in Ohio, and this case is, is one of these cases where Ohio has a law. I don't care about that. You know, we all know bad laws are bad laws. And if your state has a law that says you can't have pot, well, guess what? It's a bad law. You should break it. And if you're a juror, you should not convict anybody that's, that's accused of breaking it. That's just the facts, folks. That's just the way it is. But in a state that has a law that allows for patients or individuals of some sort to possess, transport, cultivate of some sort, we got Craig Cecil calling in. So I'm sorry, Ohio folks, but Craig is currently serving life in prison, and uh, he gets to step in front of the line. I will not be charged for this call. What's calling from? I don't know if I would want to be 
I don't know if I would want to be an umpire in a in a in a prison softball game. That might not be the the best place to be in life. No, no, no more than anybody else. All right, all right. Well, you know, I understand your daughter was in town, and uh, I was unable to go up there. She was a couple hours away from where I was staying, or where I live. But um, I, I talked to Dee Dee, and uh, she told me about, uh, you know, that her and her fiancé were, were in town, and I guess um, Amy had brought them out, and uh, they did some interviews and whatnot, so I, I, I'm, I'm kind of bummed I wasn't able to get up there and meet them, but I, I got real short notice, and it's a, you know, in traffic, it's probably a three, three, four-hour drive, so I, I just wasn't able to get up there. Yes, as you know, she was in um, good hands with Dee Dee and Amy, so, I mean, she couldn't be in better hands, I don't think. Oh, absolutely, and Dee Dee's, Dee Dee's uh listening right now we do this um thing that's called a, a live stream so i can see sometimes i can see who's who's watching and listening and other times i can't but uh, i know Dee Dee's there with us right now so she's uh such a such a sweetheart and uh she's done so much good for so many of the inmates and of course amy she you know she's she's got a whole foundation um dedicated to helping uh get clemency and whatnot so um, it's it's great to have. <clears throat> we were just talking about the warriors, the people that uh, you know are willing to get out there and 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 you know get their hands dirty and and get some work done. And um, you know they're they're certainly some of those folks. Yes, and as you're well aware of the uh, the Pottsbury uh, aprons. <laughs> yes, I have uh, a couple of them myself. Yes. <laughs> My, uh, but those warriors give uh, those like me so much hope, you know, that, you know, that people uh, are actually becoming aware that we're here and, you know, and just, you know, in this age of so many people sitting back smoke saying marijuana is legal and there's those of us that, you know, are still here <laughs> in the prison. Well, you know, it's such a double-edged sword, this, this legalization thing, and I talk about it all the time, and in a lot of ways, uh, you know, the laws that are allowing <clears throat> cannabis to be available legally with giant quotes around it are are inhibiting a lot of people from being able to have access to it. And the other side of it is, is it changes public, uh, uh, the public support of, of finishing this job, you know, People, the more legal it gets, the less people even believe or, or have any idea that there's still people locked up, that there's still people taking plea deals, that there's still people getting locked up for this. And yet it's still happening. It's still happening on a daily basis. Yes, unfortunately, and they're still handing out life sentences, which, you know, a lot of people uh, just can't fathom. I'm still having trouble. <laughs> well, God, I couldn't imagine why. I mean, geez, Louise. Well, you know, I did uh, recently sign a petition that I didn't even know was floating around, and it was for you, and it was to bring awareness and to hopefully, you know, get the right person to see and, and, and you know, get you to 
not be locked up anymore, but there was over 160,000 people that have signed this petition. I was kind of impressed by that. Yes, and as you know, uh, it just took uh, a wayward uh, prosecutor and a wayward uh, lawyer that, that really killed that. I mean, my my odds were actually really good. Uh, of the 850 drug lifers in federal prison that, you know, qualified under the clemency project of 2014, uh, 568 of them were, were granted clemencies by President Obama. So really two-thirds of them. And you know what? I know some of the ones that were not granted, and uh, some of those didn't even apply. So the, the odds are actually a, a bit higher than, than two-thirds, you know, amongst those that did apply. Yeah. <laughs> 
Exactly. Well, you know, we've got some uh, some guests going to be calling in or are sitting online um, out of Ohio, and Ohio has a medical law, and um, there's four four defendants that got picked up, and basically the sheriff told them, "We don't have a medical law here. You don't, you know, your your law doesn't count here where I'm at," and they're they're standing tall against this, and we're. You know, doing what we do, we're rallying the support, we're rallying the troops and giving them a, a voice in this. But it's just, you know, people people just don't get it that no matter what a piece of paper says, no matter what, you know, progress we think we've made, wherever you are, you're, you're very vulnerable. And just as you were vulnerable to a prosecutor and, and a, you know, a, a couple of people that just for whatever reason had a bug up their ass and they were able to thwart what should have been a, a pretty slam dunk ticket out of there, and yet you're still, you know, wrangling with them. Has there been any progress on that? I know you still had some kind of a, a legal motion that or action that you were able to do. Well, it was on appeal, uh, but beginning in 20. There had been an appeal, but unfortunately, uh, the beginning of April, that appeal got decided, and the 11th Circuit down in Atlanta, Georgia, said that, nope, they should reinstate my life sentence, that, you know, that they didn't believe that them cheating me out of consideration for clemency was prosecutorial misconduct. That was essentially the decision they made, so my, my life sentence stands is what they decided. There is still, you know, some rehearings and some other follow-up proceedings that I I did file back for, it's called a rehearing, for them to look at it again, and and I kind of pointed out where, you know, I think you're wrong as a matter of law, so at least that that possibility is out there, so I I am in the fight. Well, you know, the, the, the key is... Uh, staying with it, you know, George Martirano is out among the living, and it wasn't, it didn't happen easy, it didn't happen quick, and they didn't want to let him out either, and he just stayed the course. He kept fighting, he kept, he kept doggedly uh, chasing every possible lead, every possible way, writing his own, his own papers, and, and doing, doing what needed to be done, and in addition to it, he kept a good attitude through it. And, you know, he's a regular on the show now as well, but it can be done. You know, that's all I all I know is it's always, always appropriate to stay fighting no matter what when you're right. Oh, of course. We both know uh, it was, what, uh, somewhere around 30 years that James Fisher and uh, uh, Mr. Lanier stayed in the fight before they got released. Exactly. I mean, the, the possibility's there. Exactly. And that, that Obama didn't have anything to do with any of those three. He, he, it, none of those were a clemency or anything. It was really, it came through the court system. It came from, it came from finally, the right, the right people, the right, the right circumstance was seen and, and presented. And, you know, in, in, in Gene Fisher's way, uh, uh, it, situation with Randy Lanier, they had kind of a, a whole card they were playing um, with the whole bicycle club incident. But um, 
with Mark Toronto, I mean, it was all it was a different set of circumstances and and you know, he just he just dug in and kept kept digging. Well, you know, I, I think that we're kind of in the throes of it right now. I think we're we're coming into some of the last battles. Um, the uh, a federal court just just ruled that CBD is not um, okay unless in a state that allows it, which is ridiculous, as federal law doesn't apply to any of that. Um, and 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 so they seem to be starting to to give in a little bit. But there's your first beep. Last week you got cut off. Uh, midstream, so I'm going to give you the both beeps here. Okay. So piece of good news that I have to bring, I, I suspect you're already aware, but uh, later this year in November, uh, the state north of here, Michigan, will be voting to legalize recreational marijuana, the first state in the Midwest. So, you know, that hopefully means that, you know, that more and more Why not? 
And I did get one answer from one person on a second-hand note, and it was because they didn't want to bring attention to themselves. And they were afraid that if they were to step out in the spotlight too much that they would garner some negative attention. And I think to myself, you're willing to stand on our backs. You're willing to walk on our shoulders, those of us that have sacrificed and and, and been imprisoned and stood and fought to help people not to be in prison. And all of us that care enough to do something, anything, you're willing to stand on our shoulders, but you're not willing to pitch in and help. And I say, shame on you. But not one person. This is the seventh week in a row. And I've talked to people. I've asked, who do you know? Who do you know? Surely you know a owner, a manager, somebody involved in a in a in a cannabis business that's that's profiting from legal cannabis, surely one of them wants to talk to us, but not one, not one. And it's a little disheartening to think, you know, that our opponents, the people that claim we're just a bunch of druggies just out there trying to get rich, makes them look right when we don't stand together. I don't believe they're right, but it certainly appears that way. And appearances, unfortunately, in 2018 mean a lot more than I wish they did. All right, we've got Ian back on the line, and so we're going to jump before he bails again. Um, So Ian is one of the defendants out of Ohio, and we have uh, spoken with one of the other ones a couple of, times in a row, Darren Elliott, and um, now we got Ian, another one of the defendants, so let's see what Ian has to say, and Ian, you are live on the air, welcome to the show, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm great, man, how about yourself? Well, I am above ground, breathing, and currently out of custody, so on that note, I am doing fantastic. Well, me too, then, I guess. (laughs) Still a little worried. Still a little worried. Still a little worried because they're trying to they're trying to do whatever yeah. they can to sink us. But but you know we're just reaching out and trying to get as much support as we can out here. Because I mean they 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 broke so many laws when uh when they uh, arrested us. It was it was just. It was outrageous. I couldn't. I've I've never been through anything like that in my life, and they totally just disregarded our our affirmative defense and our cards, our prescriptions. They just they didn't even put them in the evidence. They uh, put it in our pro. They put all of our credentials in our property, so it wouldn't be seen by the grand jury. So by the time. Uh, so when the grand jury seen the um when they seen all the evidence all the evidence wasn't there so and um the first time that the uh that the um Ohio State Patrol was supposed to show up 
they didn't even show up at all, and then they didn't bring the evidence to the first uh, to the first uh, court date. So we sat in um, we sat in Lucas, we sat in Lucas County Jail for three four days before we even knew anything hap- what was going on. And by the time they brought the evidence down, all they brought were the the uh the medication they didn't bring any of our credentials so i mean it was like why don't you paint, why don't you paint the story just a little bit um you know one of the things that we try to do is to give a voice to the people that are fighting these cases and it's a little bit frustrating for both sides because you get new listeners come in all the time and they don't know about right. your story. They don't know who you are or anything like that. And then you tell your story over and over again, and you've got to keep telling it. But one thing I learned in six years of fighting my own battle was you just learn to tell the story quickly and distinctly without putting yourself at risk. So what I'd like, if yeah. you could, why don't you walk us through kind of what happened without giving up anything that, you know, might could use, be used against you. And, and okay. that way the people, yeah, the people that are listening will, will be able to, to connect with you on a different level. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm just going to tell the truth. I mean, I'm going to tell exactly what I'm... happened. Uh, well, we, um, me, my brother, uh, his old lady and my old lady, we, we do this three times. We do this every three months because it's the Ohio with the, um, temporary cards so we go up there we go up every three months when we certify our cards when we recertify our cards and since we're only 30 minutes away from um from michigan uh we we make our trip up there and get our three ah i just dropped all right, well, let's get Ian back on the line, and uh, he can continue telling the story. You know, cell phones make life so much easier and so much more difficult all at the same time. So um, we'll uh, we'll wait for Ian to come back on the line, and um, oh, I think he's back. Let's just see. I think that's him. Yeah, that's him. All right, we're just going to bring him right back up here. All right, Ian, you're back on the line. You dropped off, but uh, you're back on. So you were you were okay, going but, up. Yeah. Card. Yeah, yeah we go up. We card. go up. Yeah, we go get our meds every um, every three months when we uh, renew our cards since we're so close because it's an eight-hour round trip for us to go get our meds and come back, and there's no way possible to live a a regular life and go get your meds every day in an eight hour round trip. That's a full that's a that's a full time work day, you know what I mean? So sure. Yeah, so we you know, we we um well, you know, tax time and rolled around so we went we all put our money together and we went in uh and got we spent about between fourteen and sixteen hundred dollars a piece, and really, it really wasn't even enough to 
last us the entire three months. I mean, they had 60 edibles. I mean, that's like 15 edibles a piece through, you know what I mean? That's 15 edibles a piece, cutting it down into like, that's like a quarter of a, a quarter of an edible a piece. And then, uh, they had what, like 73 grams of, uh, shatter. I mean, it, it was just, I don't understand how they're charging us like heroin dealers, basically. I mean, I, I just, I, I can't wrap my head around it. I've been, I've been doing as much all that is possible, and I, I, I don't see. I don't. I don't see anything. You know what I mean? There's, there's. It just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to us either. Well, that's that's Excuse my me? that's my wife. That's my wife. She said it doesn't make sense to us either. That's that's why we're here. You know, when it happens yeah. to me, we said thing. It doesn't make sense. Why the hell would they be going after some people that 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 didn't harm anybody. So I don't know. The and then kid- they, they 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 stressed the fact that we did not we didn't we didn't state the fact that we were medical marijuana patients. We stated that before they even knew that, that there were that our medication was in the car. Uh as soon as he as soon as he pulled us over and and uh, and came to the car I told him, yes or there's a, you know, we have our our uh, our medicine. It's in the trunk in a box, like it's supposed to be, and you know that that was it. We gave him our credentials, and from what I understood, he wasn't supposed to proceed anything with that. But uh, he brought a drug sniffing dog and snatched me out of the car, and it was. It was embarrassing. I mean, they had us on side of the road for like four hours, just waiting for nothing. And then we're sitting here thinking that they're checking the our, you know, checking verifying our cards. But instead, they just threw our cards in with our property with our property, and threw it in the bottom of the jail so that the grand jury couldn't even see it to, to see that we were medical marijuana patients. And I think what they were thinking were, okay, we have four medical marijuana patients in one car. I think they were thinking they were fake well, because of all I mean, the, they, the there was a lot of fake there was a lot of fake ones going around up there. But they didn't even take uh, the time to check them out. They didn't take the time to check them out or nothing. He said it's not it's not legal in Ohio. Threw them in a bag and went on about his business and threw us in jail for 12 days, which uh, which damn near destroyed my life. I mean, I almost lost my house, my, my, my animals almost starved to death. I mean, it, it was uh, – it's – I'm still struggling and, and trying to get back off of everything that happened with this situation. My kids are going oh, yeah. to uh, – my kids are going to family. My my kids are going to family therapy now because it is. I mean, it's 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 serious. Well, the the thing that I want to uh, you know really impress upon all the listeners is that you guys are not 
bowing down. You're not going to take a plea deal. And you're standing Oh, no, tall. absolutely not. Absolutely not. No plea deals, none of that. We did nothing wrong. We broke no laws. Only uh, We did everything they said we could. We brought nothing back that we weren't allowed to bring in Ohio law. We brought back the vape. We brought back the edibles. We brought back CBD rub. I mean, we brought back everything medical. We brought back all medical. We didn't bring back any any street, anything you would buy off the street or anything like that. The only flower we had was the flower that the guy gave us from uh, just for, you know, uh, you know, you go to a dispensary, they give you a little free gift or whatever. He gave us a little free gift or whatever, and as soon as the cop pulled us over, I gave that straight to him. Like, here, this is, you know, the flower he gave us. I mean, there was no, no, I mean, I figured worse he would give us was a ticket for the flower, maybe, maybe, you know what I mean? But, I mean, he, that, that, he, he charged us with felonies like we were dealing heroin. I couldn't believe it. I really, I still can't believe it. Well, the the thing that I want to impress upon on the four of you is that we have an active chapter, the Creative Care Beacon chapter of the Human Solution International, and Glenn and Peggy Keeling are here to help you guys. They've pledged that they're going to be up there um, to show support and. You know, um, that would be great. we're going to do what we can to rally as many people. I'm going to encourage you to uh, get as many people as you can to come into courtroom with you. Um, these little okay. green ribbons with the red crosses, I'll, I will provide all the ones that you need. We wear those in the courtroom, and it just shows us standing together. It's a show of solidarity. And, you know, we, we, we go in there, and, you know, it doesn't sound like they have a case. And it sounds like if you guys don't make any mistakes, that they're likely to drop the case. But it doesn't fix it for you. You've already had the damage yeah. done, and I talk about this all the time. You know, I spent a few months all, all total locked up in in jail, and, and it was devastating. And, and like you say, you know, most of us have to work every day to pay our bills, and if you can't work, right. you're, you're losing money, and then you don't, you never can catch up. And then you have no, the stigma of, of course not. Some people you lose your job over that, you know. If you're yeah, if you're able oh to... yeah, my fiance, my fiance lost one of her jobs over this. I mean, we were exactly. gone twelve days, and we she came back, and 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 one of her one of her jobs was gone. I mean, luckily she still had the her 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 job her other job, but I mean, well, that really it really hurt. It really hurt. And, even if you win, even if they dismiss this case tomorrow, you don't get that back. And that's the thing no, that people you don't get that back. You get punished by the process. And that's why I really, you know, it's so important that we tell these stories, that we're clear about this, what happens. And when somebody, you hear about somebody that's, that's fighting a case, my God, take a day off of work and show up for them. Because you know what? It makes a difference. Every single one of us that's in that courtroom, and when we stand tall and we stand together and we stand professionally, we're not being yahoos. We're not being loud and obnoxious. We're 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 right. not being disrespectful. We're standing together for something that's right. 
And that's what we're doing. Right. And when we do that and we do it correctly by not being disruptive and not being disrespectful, it has an impact every single time. I've spent hundreds of days in courtrooms for people. I spent hundreds of days in court for my own self. And I know what you it's are. like both as a defendant and a supporter. And there's very little thing that I could say that you could do that would make more of a difference than to show up for a guy who's standing up to fight. So please, if you're anywhere near Ohio on May 9th, uh, or May 8th, yeah. I'm sorry, um, and we have um, we have the details here. Hold on here. I got it in the speed. Oh, here we go. All right, so we got May 8th oh, and 9th. I'll definitely be there eight, May 8th because I got to go to court that day. I got to go to court in Toledo on the 8th. Well, I'm just telling all the rest of the listeners, um, and we yeah. have uh, Room 5, Lucas County, Ohio Court of Common Plea. So that's where this is at, and hopefully we're going to get this up on our calendar. And, um, okay. you know, we got about a, a week or so, and, um, you know, we can we can hopefully get a bunch of people to come out there and at least show some solidarity. And if you show up there and you have a bunch of people um, – Get to know them. Those are people, that's your strongest card right there. Maybe in some cases stronger than, than an attorney that doesn't care too much is having right. the good people stand by you. So I've kind of got, I got bad, I don't know, man. These attorneys, they're, they've been calling my fiance like, because she's really not, she's not, um, What's the word I'm looking for? She's not she's not really into it. She doesn't really know what's going on. So they're it seems like they're preying on her. You know what I mean? Like they're calling yeah, they her. Do they do that a lot. They're, they're scared. They're they're scaring her. They're scaring the hell out of her, and it's it's bothering me. You know what I mean? Because she's the least the least person that needs to be talked to about this situation because. She she knows the least about the legal system, like the well, very you know, least. And it's like, if you want to, um, I would encourage you to have her call Gwen and Peggy Sue. Um, okay. They have been through another really horrible experience, but they they stood tall and they prevailed. And I know that right. they could be very helpful in just talking to your fiance or your your wife. Um, it, it's it, it's it's important that we stand by each other and educate each other the best that we can. So um, if you want, I'm going to offer their counsel, um, as I know they are doing. Um, and please, uh, Glenn's going to be on the show, on next, and he'll give up whatever whatever we need to do. But I know I know for certain that they would be glad to talk to her and, and give her some, uh, some encouragement and some personal experience right there in the state of Ohio. So, you know, that's one of the things we're here for. She 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 definitely could use some insight cuz they they're they're scaring the hell out of her and I'm it's it's bothering me because you know, they're it's all about the money with them and they're trying to scare her into into buying a in 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 the uh retaining the lawyer right now. And I'm telling her, I'm trying to tell her, like, let's hold off because we have no idea what's going on here. Yeah, you don't need to go and spend all all money you don't even have to 
to do that. And Peggy's been reaching out to Stephanie, so please try to have her her, her connect with Peggy for sure, because Peggy went through hell. Oh, She's I will. Still going. Yeah, please do. I think it'll make a big difference. And again, it's 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 a big part of what we're here for. We have personal experience. We can share that and just kind of help raise you up a little bit. And it'll 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 do good. I know it will. Yeah. Well, I definitely, I'll definitely have her call. Um, what's a good okay. day? What, I mean, what, when's the best time for her to call? Hell, have her call right now, <laughs> or as soon as the show's over. Have her call in an hour. I mean, serious. It's, it's no. Okay, no... she's at work. She's at her other job right now, but um. Okay. Well, as um, soon as she can. As soon as she can, I know they'll be available and and just 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 to be just to be available just so that she knows she's not out there by herself. Right. That I mean that that alone will, will, will help her or that'll make her feel a whole lot better cuz she's 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 out here. She's feeling she's you know, she's never dealt with anything like this. So it's kind of it's kind of a big deal to her, you know what I mean? I, I mean, and she's freaking out. And I and I don't want her to I, you know, that's the last thing I want is her freaking out over this situation. Because we did no, nothing I, wrong. I, I, we did nothing wrong. Let's make it important. Get get her in touch with Peggy, and she can share um, the support that we offer. And and um, you know it'll 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 do good. So all right, Ian. Okay. Well, I appreciate I sure uh, you standing. And um, you know next week, um, hopefully you call in and give us an update on what's going on. It'll yeah, be, yeah, definitely, definitely. After, hopefully you'll have some good news for us. Oh, yeah. I hope so. All right. Once again, we got Ian from Ohio, and he's a defendant in a state where it's supposed to be okay to do the things he was doing, but he was in a in a place where the sheriff didn't agree with him, and now they're fighting for their freedom once again, and the Human Solution International yeah. is here to help, and uh, um, we'll do all we can. Thank you so much for being here, Ian. Okay, we'll man. I thank you. I thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate you. Oh, you betcha. We appreciate you back. All right. Let's go and get to Glenn up next because, um, you know, this is a big part of what this is all about is uh, sharing the support, sharing the education, being there for each other. Um, You know, that's what this organization is all about, and that's where the victories come from. You know, watch the action. See how this works. Work it, and it will work. Uh, Glenn Keeling from the Creative Care Beacon chapter of the Human Solution in Ohio. Welcome to the show. Glenn, how are you doing today? Good evening, Joe. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Um, oh, always a pleasure. We're uh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go up to uh Toledo up there to Lucas County and we're gonna we're gonna give Ian support. We're gonna support Darren. And uh, Stephanie and Amanda, we're going to go to court. We're going to try to get as many people to go to court as we possibly can. You know, I mean, support is a huge, huge thing, you know, when somebody's going, you know, and it's not just whether it's a a drug-related case or or anything, any kind of court case, people are always, you know, in need of support. You know, oftentimes people end up turning their backs. I mean, and Joe, you've said it many times, and man, I'm telling you, it, it is absolutely true. If you want to lose friends, 
catch you a drug case. You will find out who your real friends are. You know, and and it's sad that it comes down to that, you know. Um, You know what I found, Glenn, is you find out who your friends aren't, and then you make some real friends, and that's what you end up doing. You find out who your friends are at all, and then the the people that come running to your aid when you're down, you, you end up making real friends out of it all. And I want to point this out. As I've spent more time in courtrooms than probably half the damn lawyers that 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 are out there haranguing people, there is something that's very powerful and magical about <laughs> a court supporter. And as I've said before, I've supported many, many people, and I've been supported by many people. And there's something about that dynamic of being in a battle situation. When you're in a courtroom, you're literally at war. You are Whether you are a peace or a warring person, it doesn't matter. You are at war. You are in that belly of the beast. You're in enemy territory. And you may or may not come out of there. I got locked up out of the courtroom multiple times where I thought I was going to go home. And no, I didn't go home. I went to jail. And so it's hostile ground. You're in a place where you're powerless. And the only power you have is the people that are standing around you, the people that are standing with you, and that's your power. And when you experience that, it changes you. It changes you, and it will make you understand the value of this solidarity. When I talk about these solidarity ribbons, that word solidarity, it's a powerful word. It's, it's a show of support, standing together, united, holding each other up together, you know, it, it it makes us strong like the like the, the threads of a cable, a big steel cable that holds up a bridge. Each one of those little threads couldn't hold up anything, but you weave them all together, and you have something that can hold up a thousand cars and a million tons of concrete. That's what we are. We're right. part of that cable. Right. All right, Absolutely. go on. You know, uh, you know, one single person is weak. You know, you'll you'll fall. You'll give up, you know, especially if somebody goes into court and you're absolutely by yourself. You turn around and look behind you. You don't have any friends or family there. You give up. You fall. You know, together you stand stronger. You know, more people that show up and give support for a single issue, man, the, the more, the stronger you become because it's harder to take down 31 pins than it is two pins, you know. Um, and definitely education, self-education, know your rights, know the law, know what you're dealing with, because whether you're in a right or wrong, education is still a key component to your defense, period. Um, especially here in Ohio with, with the changing of these laws, HB 523 was signed, you know, John Kasich signed it back, um, in 2016, 90 days later, it became legal on September 8th of 2016. Uh, there, there's provisions in the HB 523 that allows patients to be patients. Um, it never says anything that, yes, cannabis is in Ohio, but not until 2017 or 2018. It became effective September 8th of 2016. Um, and and these court police, court educators, or the, the prosecutors and the judges, 
They need a re-education because I'm telling you, they, they are still continuing to prosecute people under failed policy, under failed law. I mean, Christ, for the last 80 years, they have lost the war on drugs completely. Look at the epidemic that we're in now. If they had won, we would not be in the position that we're in with all the other, the, the heroin, the meth. The opiate addiction. I mean, Jesus Christ, the pills alone are killing more people in this in the United States now than heroin or meth alone. The hero, the the opiate epidemic is is horrible. It's a failed war on drugs, and it's about time that they take their hands off of this and let people choose for themselves. Let America be free. That's what we're supposed to be. Let us finally be free and choose for ourselves. That's the First Amendment. That's the first constitutional amendment right for us is freedom of choice. They're taking that away from us by telling us that we cannot have cannabis. Even in in states out there in California, there's cases every single day in a recreational medical state, not only California alone. There's still cases in, in Colorado, in Washington. Or, again, there's cases all across the United States, even whether it's, it's medical or not, there is still cannabis cases, and it's because there's not enough people that are banding together and standing up for one another because we're all sitting in our homes really afraid, smoking our joints or hitting our pipes or eating our brownies. Stand up. Stop being afraid that you use cannabis. Stand up and be proud and support one another. That's what it's all about. Well, I couldn't agree more, and and that's what this show's all about. That's what the Human Solution International is all about. Is it's about standing up and supporting each other, being there, educating each other, and you know, it, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter, you know. And the thing that I want to see is there are still places that are safer than others. Places where you're more likely. To, to pick up a case and less likely to pick up a case. My question is, why aren't those of us that are less likely to pick up a case helping out those that are more likely to pick up a case even more? You know, there is an us and them situation here. And us are those of us that are at risk of losing our freedom. And them are them that takes our freedom. And I just think that if we were to just stand together for a couple of months, whether it was with people we liked or didn't like, people we knew or didn't know, it didn't matter. We're just to stand together for a couple of months. We would push this thing down, and we would pave a path. We would never think that they could take these rights away from us again. And I just think that right. that's kind of what this is all about, and I know we can do this. I just hope that we can, you know, light that fire, light that, light that fuse, Get it burning, get us going together, and start weaving those cables together. Right. Yeah, it, Joe, you're absolutely right, man. It, it's about after 80 years of dealing with this, with all of the cannabis groups that are out there, all the grassroots groups that are out there, all the human rights groups that are out there, every one of these groups, we all need to stand together. You know, you've got a huge crowd of different groups of people Pull them together. Let's get together, man, and, and make this march and make this stand. And that that is absolutely the only way that we're going to end 
prohibition. And it's not just ending, you know, it's not just legalization. We need to also decriminalize also because you can have all the legalization you want in the world, but on the flip side of that, there could be some of the harshest penalties in the world also on that. We need to decriminalize and legalize, not just legalize. We need to decriminalize and legalize is what we need to do. I couldn't agree with you more. Well, Glenn, I appreciate uh, you coming on and being part of the show and being part of the Human Solution. Um, non-compliant, Mary, I'm going to ring your bell a little bit. we got a few new callers on the line and uh, want to make sure we got everybody in queue. Um, so, Glenn, um, well, I look forward to talking to you tomorrow as always. Um, we got a board meeting tomorrow. It's kind of exciting. Uh, and we're going to be actually uh, bringing to the board a proposal uh, that's kind of a new thing. So it's kind of exciting. We'll have some news to bring next week uh, that will be a project that we've – something we've never done before. So we'll see if the board likes it. If they do, we'll get to talk about it. Exciting time. All right. You know, Helium, I, I do think – I do think that does, you know, you know, with what we're going to vote on tomorrow, I do think that that does kind of go a lot hand-in-hand hand on with what Pete's doing out there in New York and what I'm getting ready to start here in Ohio. I think that, yeah. you know, I think that this would be a good thing for the board to really look at and to really think hard on it and to, to take into consideration. But, yeah, if anybody wants to contact me, man, it's the Creative Care Beacon, the, the Human Solution International Ohio chapter, or find me on Facebook, Glenn Keeling, or please, man, just simply give me a call at 419-863-0498. I cannot help you unless you give me a call or contact me. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Glenn, and uh, it's it's good to be standing with some like-minded warriors. All right, folks, we've got Pete Yapel up next from New York, and Pete has also been... Uh, working double time, um, helping build the team, educating folks, and uh, um, just doing so much good work there on the East Coast. I'm excited about how much progress we've been making on the east side of this nation. So, Pete Yapel, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good Wednesday evening, Joe. Live, well above ground and not in jail, so I'm doing all right. Like to be. <laughs> hey, listen, uh, I want to quick say uh, that I I find it so hard to swallow, and the hardest part for me when it comes to people, especially in legal states, being arrested, especially with documentation, with everything they can, is if that patient was ignorant to the law, say they were, you know, they couldn't take a right on a red in the town they were. That's what caused them to get pulled over, but uh, but they didn't know, and they take it, they're still they're still uh, accountable for their action. Well, how come if the people that are the ones arresting us are not staying or are, not, are ignorant to their own laws and then people suffer on the other end? Oh, listen, listen to Ian and Darren. I mean we had Darren on our show on Monday night, and you had him last week. And, you know, listen, they had their stuff in a lockbox. They did everything they could, and because of the ignorance of the police officer – they turn this into they they turn this into a, a shit show for these poor people, uh, and and it goes on every day. This goes on every single day, everywhere around the country. It's not just in Ohio. This happens everywhere. People are thrown in jail for this plant, 
and it, it, it's just getting out of hand. It, 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 we're so far past this, I believe, anymore as a society um, that it, 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 it's laughable to people when they're doing it. And I also believe that the powers that be feel as though we are on the precipice. We're on the cusp of doing great things and having things finally fall in our direction. So in doing so, releasing prisoners, prisoners that are being held for nonviolent crimes uh, or being held for victimless crimes are going to be released. So they've got to suck up and absorb all the cash they can, you know, and, and milk the cash cow as long as they can before uh, this whole thing is over. But, hey, we got some exciting things coming up uh, this week again. Um, Saturday, we're going to be uh, live broadcasting from uh, the New York City Cannabis Parade. Uh, we'll be down there and interviewing people and just enjoying and celebrating and camaraderie, networking, doing whatever we can. And at the same time, oh, we got to go that way? Do we got to go that way? Because I got the door locked. Sorry, I'm leaving the restaurant. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, it, it, it's going to be a great event, uh, more for us to do. Obviously, May 18th, which is always seems to take away so fast. I got 15 days until my next class in Sugarloaf, New York at the uh, Holistic Healing Studio, um, where we're uh, teaching educational classes on cannabis and how it's good for you this week. It's going to be, or this month, it's cannabis and your body and CBDs and how and why cannabis works so well. Uh, so uh, we're looking forward to doing that this month, uh, keeping on plugging along, obviously, with our radio show and fighting every single day a solidarity over separation in your, your chapter of the Human Solutions uh, and doing everything we can, man, and just trying to keep it uh, keep it fresh. And yeah, tomorrow's board meeting. Really looking forward to it. That's gonna it's gonna be a great opportunity, I believe, for us all. Excellent. All right, Pete. Well, if somebody wants to get involved in New York, um, and we got uh, we got Marty on the line uh, or, or watching us uh, through the live stream. So, I want to say hi to Marty. I just uh, met her today, and uh, another warrior out of Florida. We're we're building. We're building a team out here, folks. We're building a team. Anyway, so, uh, somebody wants to get involved up there uh, in your Solidarity Over Separation chapter in New York. How do they reach you? Uh, they can call me at any time, 845-522-3162. We do have a Solidarity Over Separation Facebook page they can go to, uh, or they can always go to the Human Solutions International.org, and if it's a New York case, I'm sure you guys will get us right to uh, right to them. Beautiful. All right, well, thank you once again, Pete Yapel, um, a, a like-minded warrior, walking with us to the end of Prohibition. All right, up next we got Tom Corby, and then we got Creed. He's going to talk about his uh, um, uh, petition, and then we got George Martirano going to come up next, and uh, that's going to probably be it for the show here. So we got Tom Corby with the NorCal report up next. Tom, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Oh, thank you, Joe. You kind of caught me with my pants down. No, I usually come in at the end of the show. <laughs> you, uh, you got to quit doing that to me. Oh, it's okay. Hey, you know what? If you, uh, get, if you get predictable, you get weak. <laughs> so we're trying to we're trying to keep things mixed up a little bit, and even if that means we're a little mixed up, it's okay. Keeps it interesting. Well, it's all, it's it's okay. It's actually sometimes better to get it over in the first place, so you don't have 
uh, your stomach <laughs> turning the whole show <laughs> waiting to get on. Uh, anyway, here, I'm here with Frank. I'm here with Frank. Hey, Frank, and, how's it uh, going? Good. How you doing, Joe? Yeah, there's not I'm a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, not a whole lot to report up here in Northern California again. Uh, we're getting acquittals and dismissals. Uh, we're not getting uh, actually uh, a lot of new cases. Uh, we still have uh, Dana Bill, the 6th of June. Uh, this is what happens, too, uh, uh, with the defendant. Uh, you get done, and they give you the date. And you can't get the time. And uh, and, and then... Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, he's about June 6th, but as soon as I get the time, we'll try to get her to the calendar, humansolutioncalendar.org. Uh, we invite people to share the calendar, their cases, uh, Vance. Um, I want to thank everybody on the front lines always that coming together to find the end prohibition and the failed war on our sacred cannabis plant. Uh, I've been using cannabis for 50 years. Uh, I quit cigarettes 47 years ago for cannabis, thankfully. One of my better decisions in life. Uh, <laughs> folks that don't take this. <laughs> uh, finally realized after many years, uh, uh, we just thought it was a party, just a party, take some hits and party. Well, actually, that, that it is uh, medicinal. Uh, and I really feel that without the cannabinoids in our, in our system, uh, our homeostasis will be out of balance. And it gives me an overall feeling of well-being in the first place. Uh, so uh, I wanted to thank you all today. I don't have a whole lot to say. Uh, you, you wanted me to share a story. Uh, I guess I could bring up our story, how we first met. Uh, when the, the the cannabis went uh, to Montana for Chris Williams, and then it went on up to Oregon, uh, uh, and they followed him up there uh, to Oregon, and uh, he came back. The bus came back down through here, and I finally talked Joe into stopping here. Uh, <laughs> Twelve of them stayed overnight here. <laughs> yes, the twelve of them stayed over the night here. Uh, and the cannabis, and I really do miss the cannabis. Last I heard, we're going to get it going again, and uh, hope to get it back here in Northern California. Uh, so anyway, so uh, I, I had Don and I had been busted a couple months earlier, and uh, finally uh, I found out about the Human Solution International through Eric Sorrento and Dan Levine, and I finally got hooked up with Joe. Uh, at that point, there was only one chapter to the Human Solution. It was not international. Uh, it just Joe's but Cal chapter. Once he joined up here, and we got the ball rolling, uh, uh, we now have 50 chapters international, just in about six years. So uh, come join us, one and all. Uh, volunteer and help be the solution to them. Uh, the failed drug war once again, and then prohibition free all our POWs. Nobody should go to jail for a plant. Uh, well, thank you all today, and thank you, Joe. Uh, unless there's anything else, Joe, uh, uh, let you all no, go. Do it. I got George Martirano up next to give us a few words, and then we're going to have Creed tell us about uh, his his uh, petition. So 
Thank you very much, Tom. As always, you're a warrior and a friend, and I look forward to uh, seeing you soon enough. Thank you, too, Joe. Don't forget to breathe. No, I will keep, continue breathing long as I can. All right, we got George Martirano up next. As we spoke uh, with Craig Cecil earlier, George Martirano was serving a life sentence, but through tenacity and and uh, uh, an iron will and a great attitude and an, and, and an intellect, um, he, he fought his way through and out of this. And uh, he didn't leave behind a trail of destruction, but he built – um, a trail of hope, and he educated people and inspired people along the way. And now that he's free, he continues to do just that. He works with us um, as a lifetime member of the Human Solution. He works with us to help end prohibition, educating people, sharing his stories, inspiring folks, and uh, he always has a few good words for us at the end of the show. George Martirano, my friend, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, Joe, how how is everybody in my West Coast family? How is everybody? No, we are doing and, great uh, anyway, today. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go right into, uh, and uh, uh, if anybody uh, has read the news, especially uh, USA Today, uh, the last week, you know, they had uh, an article on uh, on the CBDs uh, that, uh, that's actually helping uh, addictions, and uh, we spoke about that and, uh, last week, and uh, now it's coming to light. There was two two major articles about CBD helping addictions, and I want to share a story with everyone. Uh, a housewife, a grandmother, uh, came to me, and she had a an, an addiction problem, an addiction problem. And when uh, uh, through hook or crook, we helped her, we ministered it to her, and she was she, she couldn't pay her bills couldn't pay her bills home because of, uh, you know, they, they, they get these prescription drugs and, you know, you're, you're an addict and you, you go through them before you can get your, your next month's uh, supply. So, uh, you know, we helped her. We helped her with, uh, with the CBDs and the THCs, whatever. So, you know, it's, it's a big problem. It's a big problem. And that's what we're here for. That's what we're here. I get so, get so annoyed that, uh, you know, we meet we meet all these these hurdles and all these these roadblocks, and it's got to do with individuals. It's got to do with people's lives. And um, you know, I'm getting I'm getting so frustrated out here. I'm getting so frustrated. You know, every day I administrate. Every day I talk to people about what this can do for their lives. And uh, you know, I'm hoping me, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know, this gentleman that does this show, Cup of Joe. This Joe, he's a great person, <laughs> and he, <laughs> believe it or not, this guy's going to go down in history. He's going to go down in history. What he's going to do to help people, and I'm going to, I'm going to help him go. I don't, I don't want nothing for myself, basically. But uh, you believe, you believe it. I, I've been getting to some top, top people, like the top people in marketing in America. They're finally listening. They're finally understanding. It's not about money. It's not about money. It's about saving lives, about helping people with these addiction problems. I just, I went, to, I had a meeting uh, about three hours ago with an individual uh, that uh, he he just came from the doctor that day and he got a stent. He got a stent in his, in his they put the stent right in your wrist uh, for heart problem for nicotine. Okay, and then what's on the desk? 
What's on his desk after he had the stamp? It's a pack of Marlboro. Pack of Marlboro. And he had no idea that the CBDs could help him. And I'm going to be helping him real soon. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a one-on-one thing. It's a one. I always say this, you know, me getting on the stage and talking to multitudes. Yeah, that's great. And you, you have a great voice. But it's that individual, the one-on-one. You've got to help. And ladies and gentlemen out there listening, you've got to help one-on-one out there. And uh, I don't know if anybody sees my films, my short films. I've been doing a series on loneliness. Loneliness is a big deterrent factor, addictions and problems and even, and even death, you know, bad relationships. Well, USA Today, two days ago, had a big article on loneliness. So how, how do you administrate loneliness? Well, you administrate loneliness by talking. You want them to get involved with the uh, loneliness goes to very deep depression, and CBDs can help that. CBDs can turn that around. So, you know, the world's full of people. America's full of people. What you have to do is get out there one-on-one. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to do articles. You don't have to do, uh, I, I mean, radio's great. We're doing radio right now. A lot of people are listening, but it's one-on-one. There's a neighbor right down the street. There's someone in your family that needs help, and you have to talk to them. Have to talk to them. It's not about you. It's not about me. I did my time. Okay, that's my personal suffering. Okay, that's behind me. I'm here today to help. And you help by doing things like this with this radio show. This with this radio show, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, Joe's a big, big factor in helping a lot of people. Joe? Well, George, I, I couldn't agree with you more, and I, and I, and I strongly believe you know, if we if we focus our attention and and be available when that one person that that needs a, a just just a, an ear to listen to, um, you know, if if you have yourself so busy and so closed off, uh, they might not reach out to you. But you know, just just you know, open your mind, open your eyes, open your heart, and 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 be there for that one person that might need to talk. We live in a world now where people don't talk to each other; they send text messages and emails. And that 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 personal connection of a conversation is so powerful and so helpful, and especially when somebody's battling a personal problem like an addiction or loneliness or both, um, to be there as a beacon to those people um, is is just it's it's the good work, and that's what we're here to do. And George, I just so grateful that you're a part of it, and so grateful that you're on this side of the wall. I remember when I first met you, we had a conversation, and I told you one day. We're going to hang out together, and 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 I'm 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 very grateful that uh, that came to pass, and and I look forward to uh, a lot of good work ahead of us. Yeah, I play, I'll, I'll be seeing you guys real soon. I'll be out there in May, and uh, you know I love the I love uh, 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 you know the, the, the Southern California, the desert. And there's a person like me to basically, you know, I did all that time. I'm a very strong individual, but I'm basically lost. Emotionally, you know, I'm not, I'm not, uh, <laughs> you know, to say that is it's not weakness, but, you know, just getting out there, being the right people and getting involved with a little cannabis in the morning, believe me, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> makes a big, big difference in life that the government tried to destroy. They, they basically tried to destroy me. I fought with every 
more so than I had in me not to let them destroy me. So then you come home and believe me, believe me, cannabis, cannabis and what goes along with it. It's more, it's more than the enjoyment. It's more than enjoyment. It's salvation. It is salvation, ladies and gentlemen. Yo. I couldn't agree with you more, George. I couldn't agree with you more. Well, you know, you're either part of the problem or you're part of the solution, and you, my friend, are definitely part of the solution. Okay. Enjoy the show every week, and, uh, you know, we just got to continue continuing. You know, That's it. We keep uh, <laughs> uh, The Legionnaire, remember the old Legionnaire saying, march or die. <laughs> That's it. And, march and so die. we march. So we march. All right. All right, George. Well, I look forward to uh, seeing you soon, and we'll talk next week on the show. All right. See you soon. Tell Liz I send my love. I certainly will. All right, folks. George Martirano, um, ambassador of, of knowledge, goodwill, and inspiration. All right. Last up here we have Creed from – let's see. Hold on. I got his petition up right here already. We have Creed Leffler. And um, I'm going to just read his little background here. It says, I'm a 24-year-old male with cerebral palsy, and I believe certain properties of the cannabis plant will help with spasticity, but I would like to do more research having to do with the brain, specifically the brains of people with cerebral palsy. Unless we can remove marijuana from the Schedule One controlled substance, we cannot do this research effectively. And he has a moveon.org petition there right now, and uh, we're trying to get signatures. Creed, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I am a big announcement. Operator, go ahead. This is Creed. We currently have 6,042 signatures on the petition that I created. On May 14th, which falls on a Monday, It'll be my two-year anniversary of creating this petition. So therefore, I'm trying to get a massive 300,000 signature day together. Could we possibly do a special live broadcast on that day? This would do one of two things. This would either crash MoveOn's website, or they would put the petition on the front page. I hope it does the latter. I'm trying to do at least three live broadcasts on that day with three different high-profile candidates that I know one of which includes you, Joe, and I have Medicine Man Denver promoting it via their social media platforms. I would like to see at least 250 signatures added to the total done by midnight tonight, if we could, which would bring the total up to 6,292 signatures, but more is always appreciated. Well, um, I do this show on Wednesday between 5 and 7 p.m., and uh, I don't really have uh, the latitude to move it to a different day. What was the day again that, that you wanted this? Monday. Monday? Monday. Okay, I, I don't know if, I, if I'm able. What's the, the day, operator? Uh, Monday, May 14th. Okay, what I will do is I will talk to the uh, the people involved with this station and see if I can do that. Um, we'll have one more show be- between now and then, so I will know by next show if I'm able to schedule a special show. 
uh, maybe we could do a show for a half an hour or something like that and specifically do a petition drive um, just for this. And if I'm able to, um, I will certainly do that. We would have to uh, set a time. Um, I typically am better to do this in the afternoon than, than earlier in the day. So um, possibly we could do a Monday show um, maybe from 5 to 5.30 or something like that. Uh, but yeah, i got to talk to the – Okay, well, let me see if I can do it. When you call next week, I will know the answer to that. And if I'm able to, we can begin to promote it, and we can do a half an hour um, live petition drive, and we'll do everything we can to get as many people to come on the show, do like a telethon sort of thing. that work for you? Yes. Albert, okay. will, you tell, will you tell them the numbers I'm trying to get to Monday? Yes, uh, yeah, I will. Right. I, I will know next Wednesday if we can do the show the following Monday. So we still have a week between that time. Um, I just posted yeah, I the link. I know. I just, I just posted the link to your petition on the live feed page, so um, it's up there for people to uh, sign. Um, I know you've picked up quite a few signatures since the last time we talked, so it seems like it's gaining some steam, so let's do what we can. I, I fully support it, and I know, oh, you know what? Um, Pete, Pete Yaple has a show on Monday already, so maybe what I can do is I can come in on his show and do um, a, a segment with him. And then we can we can tag team it. Pete Yaple and the Canna We Talk 420. Um, I'll I'll get you the the contact information. Are are you on Facebook, um, Creed? Yes. Okay. Well, find me on Facebook. I don't know if you've sent me a friend request or not, but if you have, um, send it send it again. Remind me. I get I I don't have a whole lot of of friends on on this thing, um, but. Send me a send me a friend request and I will I will accept it and then I'll send you all the information to Pete's show and we've already got a show scheduled um, at that time so um, that'll be perfect. Will you give the, the information operator? Ah uh, yes, uh, I'm trying to get a massive three hundred thousand signatures on that day. Yes, and that's what we'll do is um, that Pete has a show, um, I believe it's from 5 to 7 Eastern time on Monday, and I may be wrong on the on the time, but um, I know it's, it's Monday afternoon, and so um, I will give Creed the information about the show. I'll talk to Pete. I know he'll be open to, um, to doing this, and I will – um, guest host that segment, and we will do uh, um, a big push. We'll do like a telethon sort of thing. We'll, we'll bring as many people as we can to, to come and talk about it and get as many signatures as we can. Thank you. All right, Creed. Well, thank you very much, and I appreciate the effort you're doing. And like I said, um, we're all warriors working together. So, uh, folks, we'll stay thank tuned for that. Let, let's Let's make it happen. I mean, every which way that we go about this, we never know what's going to have that impact. But if we can get it to go viral, 
and get enough people to to light up, we can uh, we can make it work. All right, I'm folks. Trying uh, get, I'm trying to get Sanjay Gupta to be a signer on this as well. Oh, that would be fantastic. I would love to talk to Sanjay about that. Thanks for becoming right, a kid, my kid. You bet. All right, Creed. Right, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. I appreciate you being on the line, and um, don't forget, let's sign that petition. We'll talk about it uh, uh, possibly the next two Mondays, but for sure um, uh, the following Monday. All right, folks. That's about it for today. Um, it's a great show. I appreciate everybody coming on. And uh, if you want to be a guest on the show, get a hold of me, 951-436-6312, and we will see you all next week. Hi, I'm Willie Nelson, and the Willie Nelson Teapot Party and I endorse The Human Solution, supporting cannabis prisoners because no one should go to jail for a plant. Little things I should have said and done, you were always on my mind. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.